guys welcome back to another episode of teen you are enough um if you guys are new welcome if you guys have been here hello today we will be talking about heaven hell and hades and i have a special guest this month um, my very own youth pastor zach dylan welcome to the podcast zach hey abby i'm so glad i could be here today and um I just love what you're uh, able to do with this podcast and glad I could hang out with you for um, a few minutes uh, today. Hey, so we're going to start off talking about, so we're going to break it down um, because I think that's like one of the best ways to do it, especially with what we're talking about. Um, Break it down from each one. So we'll talk about heaven first and then um, hell and then Hades. Um, So the first question um, we'll discuss is what in the world is heaven? Oh, I just bumped the table. <laughs> what in the world is heaven? Let's just break it down to that for especially those who are just now Christians or who are kind of like figuring it out as they're going. I think it's a great question to start off with. Yeah, no, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, and I think I'm, I'm grateful, Abby, just that you are uh, taking the time to talk about um, this subject and even discussing heaven and hell. And, you know, I think it's a topic that, um, especially with uh, youth ministry and teenagers mm-hmm. today, a lot of um, a lot of teenagers kind of shy away from that topic just because there is a, a real seriousness. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a hard um, it's a hard topic to really grasp and to mm-hmm. wrestle with, mm-hmm. like that idea of heaven and hell. So, you know, it's the idea of heaven just in a, in a simple um, kind of, ideas you know is as as uh human beings live their lives you know we have an opportunity to um put our faith in jesus and and, mm-hmm. and come to a saving faith in jesus and that's not in our works that's not in our mm-hmm. um, own ability but it's having faith and belief in the finished work that jesus accomplished on the cross mm-hmm. and you know as we as we do that um you know the the doctrine of heaven is that god has prepared a place for us in his presence um, to rule and reign with him and to, to be with him forever. Mm-hmm. So again, heaven, um, uh, and, and I think in most people, um, even Christians or non-Christians have that concept mm-hmm. of heaven uh, mm-hmm. or an idea of heaven. And, you know, you see like, uh, um, uh, what is it? Cream cheese commercials, you know, with the little <laughs> angels sitting up in heaven uh-huh. and the harp or whatever. And, um, you know, most people have an idea of heaven. But um, I think what's so important to talk about heaven is that it's it's in God's presence. As God brings mm-hmm. us to himself, to the place that he's prepared for us, where we'll be in mm-hmm. the presence of God. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the second question is, like, can anybody go to heaven? I think that's another thing. Because we have, like, a lot of people who think, oh, I'm good. I'm just, you know, money, my listen. I'm not murdering somebody, so I should go to heaven right and then you have like i mean so i think that's another really good question yeah no that that is a good question um and and again even in today's world um this idea of heaven and hell and who gets to go to heaven and is Mm -hmm. there a hell and he goes tell that is a very um Mm kind of hot topic even even among christians and and there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of um you know in my opinion a lot of ways and a lot of places that the the gospel and that the Bible's narrative on this subject has been kind of watered down to me, mm-hmm. um, just culture. But uh, a quote I wanted to share kind of today as I was preparing for this episode um, is by a guy named William Booth. He was a, a revivalist. He uh, made the um, Salvation Army. Um, but uh, he, he said this uh, at the end of the 
19th century, so the end of the 1800s.、Mm-hmm. But he said, I consider that the chief dangers which confront the coming century, he's talking about the, the 1900s,、mm-hmm. the chief dangers which will confront the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without rege- regeneration, politics without God, and heaven without hell. And、um, even this idea that,、uh, you know, Our, our world, there's, there's a lot of things in Christianity that the world likes to talk about.、Mm-hmm. There's other elements that, that are maybe more difficult for, again, kind of our modern world to, to、um, agree with. You know, one of those is that issue of salvation and who gets to go to heaven. And I think as you read,、um, read the Bible, you see、mm-hmm. very clearly、um, that even the idea of heaven and hell are very connected,、mm-hmm. first off. But you see that there's. Um, there's a clarity in who will go to heaven,、um, and, and it's those that put their faith in Jesus Christ.、Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus says in the, the book of John, it says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life.、Um, who, no one comes to the Father except through me.、Uh, in, in the book of Romans, again, it's such a clear description of the gospel. And、um, uh, in, in Romans 3, verse 21 through.、Um, What is it? 20,、uh, 26 is this a really powerful、um, description of the gospel? You know, that we, we do not receive righteousness from God by our works, but it's through faith in Jesus. And, and ultimately, it's those that place their faith in Jesus that,、mm-hmm. that receive God's free gift of eternal life with Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, question three is Will heaven be boring? And what will we do in heaven? It's a good question.、Um, I do not think heaven will be boring. I、uh-uh, think, me neither. Yeah.、Um, I think we have all these, we have all these like, thoughts like, oh, we're going to be worshiping for the rest of our life. It's going to be so boring. Yeah. No, it's、mm-hmm. so true. And again, like, even、mm-hmm. if you want to share, maybe what are some things you've heard about heaven, Abby, or maybe some thoughts you've heard people talk about of, of what, what people think heaven is like? I've kind of like, heard like, for some people、um, like, thinking, like, Like what I just said, like how we're just gonna be worshiping our whole life and we're not gonna like have anything. And then there's other people who like think we're gonna be like doing all like, is there gonna be like food or something? Like all sorts of different things、um, kind of happening. That's kind of what I've kind of heard over the years of being a Christian. Yeah.、Kind of. Yeah, and again, there's a lot, of, a lot of our view of heaven is actually influenced by culture and not、mm-hmm. the Bible.、Um, But、yeah, but I think heaven is going to be tons of fun. I think,、mm-hmm. I think I first、agree. off, it's like we're going to be, our, our faith will become sight and we'll be in God's presence.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know about <clears throat> you and, and maybe some of the listeners, but, you know, there's times that I'm worshiping that maybe it's difficult and it's、mm-hmm. hard. But when, when there's moments that I'm worshiping and I feel like I'm really in God's presence, it's like those are some of the best moments. And, and I believe that heaven will be like that again, where you're in God's presence, except、mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing the person that you're worshiping. Like,、mm-hmm. it's not, you're not worshiping in faith anymore. You're worshiping、mm-hmm. because of what you're beholding. But,、um, but I think a really important thing to talk about when you talk about heaven is that heaven is not our final destination.、Um, heaven is not,、uh, you know, we're, we're going to go to heaven and we're going to be there for a billion, billion years. Like, that's not, that's not where we. End up in this grand scheme of the Bible. That's not our final、uh, spot. But instead,、um, you know, heaven is a place where, where people are going now that,、uh, that die in the Lord. But ultimately, God is going to come and He's going to redeem、uh, and recreate the heavens and the earth. And in the、mm-hmm. Word of God, it says that we will reign with Him. 
on the earth Mm -hmm. that uh, as Mm -hmm. Christians, as those that put their faith in God, like we're going to have real bodies. We're going to live on the earth. Mm -hmm. We're going to have jobs. I believe, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to eat good food. We're going to eat a lot of (laughs) Chick-fil-A, you know, good, good steaks. We're going to go hiking and running. There's going to be art. There's going to be music. There's going to be poetry. There's going to be, there's going to be a world. There's going to be a a real society, but, but that society is going to, be uh first off it's gonna be perfect and it's gonna point to god and there won't be sin and death there so heaven is a place now where people are are with the lord and are with god but god is coming back to redeem the earth to make a final place for us so i think that's an important element to talk about with uh heaven Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um another one is since we already touched base on physical bodies we can uh kind of kind of skip that because we already went through but will we recognize each other and i believe that's yes Yes, I think so too. You know, I think that, um, um, I think we most definitely will mm-hmm. know people, you know, in Hebrews mm-hmm. chapter 11, um, it talks about the, the hall of faith chapter, which goes into Hebrews 12 verse one, which is since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, um, that mm-hmm. verse that, that th- those witnesses though, what that is, is those are saints and people of, uh, of old, that I believe we will be able to meet, we'll be able to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And even like with our with our loved ones, you know, that's a hope that we have mm-hmm. as believers is that we'll see our loved ones again, we'll be with them in heaven, mm-hmm. you know, as they as they put their faith in God. So I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I do too. Okay. Um, last one with like heaven. Is there um, pain and suffering? Um, you know, the Bible verse about this would be in um, Revelation. Uh, I think it's 20 or 21 where it talks about God coming and recreating the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it talks about him wiping away every tear. Yeah. It's 21.4. Yeah. Perfect. 21.4. Yeah. And, um, in redeeming, redeeming those things. But I think mm-hmm. that, I believe that mm-hmm. sin and death will be removed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that God is going to come and undo the power of sin and death. and The destructive, mm-hmm. the destructive power that sin has had, not only on, our bodies but but also just our relationships and our world so yeah no i think that he's it's going to be it's going to be a good time yeah definitely mm-hmm. okay so now we're going to jump into hell so the first question is how and why was hell created i don't feel like we talk about that like a lot like we don't we just like oh hell that's where satan is and that's where but we don't like discuss that i don't think very often yeah no i i agree um, a, a lot of kind of my theology of hell has been shaped by um, by a, a theologian um, named C.S. Lewis. You know, love him. Yeah, he's awesome. he's a good one. I know he, he writes Mere Christianity, which is an amazing book. Um, also, uh, he talks uh, the, the Chronicles of Narnia. You know, a lot of us know those with um, the movies that have come out with the books. And this is just a really really great thinker. But he wrote a book called The Great Divorce. Um, which, I think I have that one. Yeah. I might. No, I don't think. I might have it. I might have to get it. I don't know. It's, it's a great book. You know, it's something I'd, I'd recommend to everybody because it really, it helps you ask the hard questions. Um, but in the book, he, C.S. Lewis is just talking, it's, it's all about the idea of hell and heaven and a lot of what we're talking about in this conversation. But um, basically what it comes down to is hell is um a place that God has, has created to, to one judge those uh, who Mm -hmm. rejected him. And this idea that God is a judge, it's not popular. It's not, it doesn't feel good. 
you know there, there's a little mm-hmm. bit about it i think especially in our american western world where it's like who are you to judge me and mm-hmm. and um i think we we push it back but this idea that god is a judge is so important um mm-hmm. but c.s lewis in that book he's like okay hell is a place that god god is judged um those that have rejected him but but even more than that it's a place where god has um is honoring the free will decisions of those that chose not to uh believe in him in life mm-hmm. and it's this idea of free will that god will honor the free will choices that every person makes in um and even in that book it's kind of summed up in this quote i'm going to read it real quick but c.s lewis he, in talking about hell he says this he says um there are only two kinds of people in the end those who say to god thy will be done and those to whom god says in the end thy will be done and i'm going to read that again because it's, it's kind of you got to think through <laughs> it but it's really i feel it's a very important idea but c.s lewis says at the end of the day there's two kinds of people those who say to god your will be done and those to, to whom God says, God is saying this to them, your will be done. Um, and it's that idea that God will honor the decision of humans who in life reject him and choose their own uh, way and their own uh, path for the future. And um, in that book, it just it really reflects that great and get, basically his the, the way c.s lewis describes hell is hell is in a place where people are banging on the door trying to get out but instead hell is a place where where uh people are for eternity living in their decision to reject god in his presence mm-hmm. um it's the idea that that hell is locked from the inside and <clears throat> you know i believe that you know god um God wants to honor the decisions and the free will decisions of of men, and I think um, hell is a place where He honors that. And then, and then secondarily, an- another element too is like hell is a place of of judgment, but it's also a place that removes rebellion from the presence of God. You know, as you look at mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden, right, and even <clears throat> as Satan fell, you know, Satan fell and, and he's sinful mm-hmm. and sin infects the the universe right it infects creation it infects Mm -hmm. humanity and sin infects the universe and and hell is a place where god is removing injustice and sin and death from his presence in in a way to to uh preserve and protect the the people and the creation that has chosen to surrender themselves to god Yeah, I totally agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I agree, though. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a hard topic. It is a hard topic. That's why I'm touching it, because we don't talk about it enough, in my opinion. Um, so before you answer this question, I'm going to like kind of answer it in my own way. Yeah, um, do it. It's who, who was Satan originally? So originally, he was one of the archangels, um, him, Michael, and Gabriel. And he ended up, when hell was turned into, he sent one third of them with him. Correct. Yeah. No, um, Satan is, is a theme that's all throughout the Bible. And he's a, mm-hmm. he's an individual. And, you know, we see he's a, a high ranking angel who was in, in God's presence that who ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, rebelled and, uh, hardened his heart against God. And, um, mm-hmm. and the, even the idea of Satan 
is very um it's very displayed and very uh fleshed out in the new testament in the old testament again we see pictures and kind of types of of satan again in genesis 3 and the snake and some other things but Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we see in the the New Testament very clear understanding of of Satan is a evil um, spiritual being whose mm-hmm. purpose is to corrupt and destroy the uh, the image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. Along with the demons, they do the same thing, Correct. which were uh, angels, and so that's what the angels are now, who were sent out one third of them. Yeah. Um, and then, so last question is their pain and suffering in hell and the answer is yes it says in i want to say it's revelations i could totally be wrong but it says there's going to be gashing of teeth in hell yeah um yes and again it's it's difficult sometimes to um Mm -hmm. to, to fully uh dig into what is actually going to be taking place in hell a lot of the the language even jesus uses is figurative um you know the the word that jesus uses uses in the new testament that's translated for uh uh hell is is actually the word gehenna which was a big old uh dump kind of where they put trash and and nasty stuff Mm -hmm. outside of jerusalem at the time that was lit on fire and it smelled bad and in, and in the jewish thought the jewish theology it was a picture of what hell would look like um so jesus talks about hell as you know a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth as, as a place of uh fire and, and torment um i i think again it's, it's hard to get a clear picture of what uh happens there but there is i think there is a sense of uh punishment for for those that have rejected rejected god in this life mm-hmm. yeah okay so now we're gonna like talk about the last section which is hades so what is hades is it hell yeah I mean, I'm, I'm honestly a little interested by this question as well did did you have someone ask this or what what no i came up with it i thought we should kind of talk about because it it's kind of talked about in the bible we don't like talk about it at time we just kind of talk about the two other ones yeah what, what what's kind of your understanding of what hades is um i think it's kind of like the place in like because i've kind of like done a little bit of research i've watched some other preachers kind of talk about it but like i think it's kind of like one of those places where they kind of like hold everybody until they like make the final like decision if you're going to heaven or hell that's kind of what i heard from it a little bit but yeah, no, um, and I think, uh, so So the word Hades is just the Greek word for hell. Okay. So that's kind of the, that's the root um, kind mm-hmm. of word on that. And, um, you know, and even like the Greeks had like an understanding of Hades as the, the underworld, right? You know, you can like think back to your freshman mm-hmm. year uh, mythology stuff you read about in English class, like the, the, un- the underworld and Hades and uh, kind of that was their mm-hmm. worldview. Um, you know, I think mm-hmm. from, from a biblical perspective, I think we need to be um, kind of careful in in seeing them being like two separate places, you know, um, mm-hmm. like Hades and hell and purgatory. You know, there, there's the, the Roman Catholic theology of purgatory, um, you know, which I, I believe is in biblical. I believe it has created maybe a lot of confusion for people. It has been most certainly abused over the centuries has brought some confusion but um but in the same way like with heaven in our heaven conversation how i talked about mm-hmm. how uh you know heaven is is a real place in god's presence but ultimately the purpose of heaven mm-hmm. 
is you know it's a place for for the souls of the saved to stay until um jesus redeems the heavens and the earth yeah mm-hmm. so so that idea also applies to hell um which i think that's kind of what you referenced a second ago but um currently again those that reject god after death are um are are in hell and, and that should be a sobering sobering fact for us you know that should be mm-hmm. that should be something that um i don't want to say lightly i don't want to say um callously with my heart but mm-hmm. i think it should be something that really moves us and um mm-hmm. stirs our heart and uh and even even i think a few things that this idea of hell should do is one it should cause us to to really examine our lives and be like do i have a faith in jesus you know is my relationship with god just something you know well i was baptized as a baby or you know i i prayed mm-hmm. a prayer once but i've never i've never actually had a relationship with jesus like the the mm-hmm. the reality that there's a hell should put a holy fear in us to to work out our mm-hmm. own salvation with fear and trembling as paul says in philippians um i believe yeah go for it oh, okay i believe that's why cuz um, out of all the things, out of both places, Jesus talked about hell more than he talked about heaven. And I believe that's why he Correct. did it. Because he wanted to put that fear in us, like, got to talk about this. We can't keep that a secret. Correct. It's that eternity is very real. And, uh-huh. and you know, everything in, in our world, right? We live our lives for today. And we live our mm-hmm. lives for what's comfortable today, what we want. And I think especially, I think maybe a trap that high school students fall into is just is living for the moment is living your life for the um you know where the the main things in your life is am i going to get that grade am i going to make it make that spot mm-hmm. on the football team am i going to make that audition for the play like that's what we live for but jesus you know mm-hmm. really challenged the people that listened to him to live for something greater and to live for eternity um you know mm-hmm. that idea that our lives today are a is a, is a dot compared to the eternity that we'll spend um you know it's it's a it's a quick moment in time compared to the eternity we'll spend in either God's presence or apart from God mm-hmm. um so again i think that mm-hmm. needs to cause fear like a holy fear in us to work on our own salvation but it also um i think it should uh cause us compassion and urgency to to tell the lost mm-hmm. about Jesus you know mm-hmm. i i really think that as the church this idea of hell needs to push us to tell people about Jesus and and you know what not everyone mm-hmm. will uh will receive that uh mm-hmm. that teaching will receive the gospel but i think we have a responsibility nonetheless um but uh, mm-hmm. the idea kind of bring it back to the, your uh, hell and hades idea i think hades is the place that that non-believers go now um or like hell and i think it's hell i mean it's hell or hades but but there's a reality that you know non-believers go to hell go to Hades um in in this present age but ultimately uh you know when Jesus comes comes back uh, riding on a white horse when Jesus redeems the heavens and the earth um creates that mm-hmm. new earth that new creation that we talked about that there will be a final judgment um there'll be a fi- a final judgment and this is talked about uh, a lot in revelation um there's there's allusions to it all throughout um the gospels again Jesus talks about hell more than any other writer in the new testament mm-hmm. Jesus talks about in Matthew 25 uh, th- there'll be eternal punishment um Matthew 10 28 don't be afraid of those who can kill the body but rather the soul mm-hmm. 
um, you know, the devil will destroy both your soul and your body in hell. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, at, at that point, you know, every single person, every single person who's ever existed will stand before God and give an account of their life. Mm-hmm. And God, God, who sees everything, who sees every secret decision, every inner thought, every inner motivation of our heart, he will. Um, it, I, you know, I've, I've heard preachers talk about it's almost like a big uh, television screen, right, where you just watch back your life and and answer to God for what you've done. And, um, you know, and for me, honestly, as I've thought about that, in some ways that that causes a lot of fear in me, you know, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, God, I'm sorry about that thought I had in, um, in eighth grade. You know, I keep thinking about that moment and I'm so sorry. And, And, you know, I think that there's, you know, there's some of that, but, but, at the same time, it's every every moment that you did something for the Lord, like mm-hmm. the Lord is going to see. Every prayer, every moment you turned your heart and prayed, every moment that you, you know, every cup of cold water, every little thing you did for someone, Jesus sees. And ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. even our lives, the, uh, the, uh, the we, we have been made righteous um, by the blood of Jesus. And we're going to stand before God, fully seen, fully exposed fully known even in our sinfulness and our brokenness but god is gonna is gonna credit to us righteousness on account of jesus but um Mm -hmm. at that moment you know at that final judgment god will send the the believers in him to to new creation and um where we'll reign and rule with him and uh and those that reject him you know there's a a language of a a lake of fire in the book of revelation Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that next step for those that have uh rejected uh, rejected Christ. Okay, so now the last little pieces. So I had, I sent, or I asked numerous people to send me in questions that they were wondering about. So this is literally uh, just like questions for you to specifically yeah. answer. You ready? Okay. Um, can non-Christians still go to heaven if they accept Jesus into their heart on their deathbed? So in other words, when they're about to Yeah, die. no, I think so. I think that the, um, you know, that the thief on the cross is a great evidence for that. And I just think, and I think even when it comes to heaven and hell, like, I think we just need to be very careful as Christians of saying, you know, this person, you're going to hell. And I think that should never mm-hmm. be something that we just flippantly say Mm-mm. to people. I mean, the Bible ju- does list um, activity and behavior that um, I think, and then it says that those, those that do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I think what's so important to know in those passages is not um, like, oh, I did this once, therefore I'm going to hell. But it, it's people that continue to, to to live in sin, people that intentionally choose sin and intentionally choose lifestyles of sin in a way that they're rejecting God and they're rejecting God's word. Like God, um, you know, God does judge those people and again, i don't know who those people are but the bible says that he does judge those mm-hmm. people but even that deathbed question mm-hmm. you know i i think that mm-hmm. god in his mercy god wants people to go to heaven you know first timothy says mm-hmm. you know in, in god who desires all men to be saved god wants people to go to heaven so i think that in it, it, it because it's not based on our works it's not based on our decisions you know i think that that heart that turns to jesus on their deathbed as they're faced with death i think that god reaches out and he saves mm-hmm. them um Mm-hmm. One other quote I want to share on this. This is from Mike Bickle. Um, it says, Jesus uses the least severe means to reach the greatest number of people at the deepest level of love uh, without violating our free will. Um, 
Again, Jesus uses the least severe means to reach the greatest number of people at the deepest level of love without violating our free will. Jesus is wanting people to be saved more than uh, they are, more than we are. Um, so I think that mm-hmm. Jesus extends uh, mercy to those people that repent in that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I agree on that one. Okay, so this one is a two-part question. So we'll do the first part first. What happens to people who never heard about Christ? Like maybe they lived in a rural, undeveloped area. Yeah, that's a good question. What do you think, Abby? <laughs> um, I think... That one's a hard one. Like, I think there is, like, oh, I think God has a certain thing that he will do with those kind of people who live in rural, undeveloped areas because he does want his kids to be in heaven. Like, he wants us to be with him. But I have, like, and I I don't, that's pretty yeah. much my answer. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely a hard one is, like, the salvation of the unevangelized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think at the, at the end of the day, it's, like, Jesus knows and I think that G- that mm-hmm. when we stand before God at the end of the day and we see history and we see who's in heaven and who's not, I don't think that we, we will not have an attitude of, oh my gosh, look, he didn't, he was trying to keep people out, if that makes sense. I don't think that's going to be, mm-hmm. that's not God's heart. I don't think that's what we'll see at the end mm-hmm. of the end of the age is like God is trying to keep people out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, I think you, you hear stories like testimonies of people growing up in um, Muslim nations that have dream visions, mm-hmm. right? Like where Jesus shows up to them in a dream and reveals himself to them. And kind of like Saul of uh, Tarsus moments, you know, Saul became Paul as he had a mm-hmm. vision of Jesus, even though he wasn't looking for him. So, you know, I think Jesus does do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, uh, there's a... And, and I think, too, it's like God... Um, God has revealed himself through creation. In Romans 1, it talks about how God reveals himself through creation. It's called um, general revelation. It's this idea that anyone anywhere on the planet, if they were really looking for Jesus, could find him. Um, Or or could, could could come to a place of understanding that God is out there and they need God. And, you know, maybe they don't know the name mm-hmm. of Jesus and, and, and that's cause for debate. Like, do you have to know the name of Jesus? What does that look like? Um, and th- that's definitely kind of a gray, a gray area mm-hmm. in Christianity. Like what ends up happening there? There's a lot of people that feel very strongly one way or another. Um, me personally, and again, I want to have the attitude. It's like God is merciful. God is gracious. But mm-hmm. I think what's important about that, too, is we need to have a responsibility to go preach to people. You know, because some people will use that argument and talk about talk about this, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, if God really wanted them to be saved, He can just show themselves, show Himself to them." You know, and that's def- that's not biblical. That's not in the heart of God. I think we, at the end of the day, I'm going to trust God is going to save as many as He can and still be righteous mm-hmm. and just. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we need to tell people about Jesus, um, and we have a responsibility to talk about the gospel. Mm-hmm. So here's the second part of it. So who dies babies before they know uh, Jesus, God is good and just, and I don't believe he'd send them to hell, but can they go to heaven? So stillborn babies, babies who aren't born yet, those, that kind of thing. And yeah. do they grow up? Yeah, so, no, definitely. And again, I have, I have a strong opinion on this one, but I believe that God will judge us to the ability that we have or to, to, to our, mm-hmm. the ability that we have to choose him. Um, you know, so for, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, 
you know, severely mentally uh, handicapped. Uh, uh, the, the, um, you know, uh, aborted babies, stillborn babies, do they go to heaven? And I would say yes. You know, again, I think that I God, God is not in heaven thinking, how can I keep as many of these people out? You know, I think that God is God is doing everything mm-hmm. He can to um, to bring the most amount of people into relationship with Him. And you know, I believe that God uh, God judges us again according to to what's mm-hmm. been revealed to us. And I think that unborn babies do go to heaven. Do you think this is like the other question? Do you think babies like grow up? I think they grow up. I think that they become people. I think they do too. I think they do too. All right. And so here's another question. We have like I think perfect left. We're almost done. Uh, Will animals go to heaven? And I remember when you answered this question and you threw it. Did I answer it in red hot? Yes, you did. What what did I say? (laughs) And that's why I asked it because you said they don't. That was your answer. I can't remember. It was like, I think it was a year ago. Yeah. That was... I I think, and again, and I I know I might make some some people sad with this, knowing that, uh, you know, Fido isn't going to heaven. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I think think that, (laughs) you know, I think that the fact that we are eternal beings is something that's very unique to humans. Mm -hmm. And that's something Mm -hmm. that that makes it Mm -hmm. so serious about humans. Because the thing is, if if animals went to heaven... I think that the way we treated treated animals would need to be very different. You know, like if if your dog is an eternal being, like and you're in the way you treat him, that's not right. Or even eating animals, like I think that if animals were eternal beings, I think we should um, consciously all be vegan. But I don't believe that. So. I love me some Chick-fil-A <laughs> sandwiches. I just had a National Hot sandwich from Chicken House before this, so. Oh, man. I, I think I've spent more time at Chick-fil-A during quarantine oh, yes. than I have in my life. I, I, oh, I will I will say this, All though, right. really fast, is I do think there will be animals. Okay. I don't think that there'll be your animal, yes. like your pet. But I always say no. this, it's it's going to be your pet, except he's going to be glorified and redeemed. So he's going to come every time you ask him to come. Your cat will always poop in the litter box. Um, it'll, it'll be glorious. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, question five. Uh, are we married in heaven? So if you got married, you passed away, would you still be married is what they're kind of Ooh, Bring out the, the good questions. Um I don't even remember who gave me that question, but somebody yeah, <laughs> it was a good one. Jesus like, answered that in the Gospels, and you know, in His answer, just to put it very quickly, is no, um, that we won't be married in heaven. But um, you know, which a lot of people like kind of wrestle with. You know, it's like as you look at the significance that marriage has on earth, and, and be like, how could that not exist in heaven? And you know, I think that. <clears throat> like I think that we'll know our spouses in heaven and we'll know like we'll be friends I think there'll still be like relationship there with husbands and wives and children um, but I don't think that marriage will exist in the way that it does here um, I do though I think it's important to note that I do think gender will exist in heaven um, you know because I think gender is so uh, you know our, our sexuality are you male or female is so intrinsic to who we are as people. I think that, you know, we will be male or female in, in heaven. Um, 
obviously, and again, based on who you are on Earth. So I think gender mm-hmm. does exist in heaven, but I do not mm-hmm. think that um, uh, marriage does. Piggyback on that question that somebody asked: Will there, uh, will we be allowed to have families? And that would be a uh, answer that question. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i think that's a question of like what's the new earth gonna look like like will there be people Uh born in the new earth like what is that what is that process gonna look like and honestly i just i just don't know yeah i don't either it's an interesting question you know it's a good question i just think that Mm -hmm. it's so dependent Mm -hmm. on what what is the new earth gonna look like like will there be babies born will Mm -hmm. there be all these things and and i'm just not sure i don't think we have full clarity on what what that thing's gonna oh, look no, like. Yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. Last three questions. So what is the lake of fire? I know you touched on this a little bit ago, but Yes. Um let me try to find it. Um pull it up. Yeah, so Lake of Fire's in Revelation nineteen and uh twenty. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah so the lake of fire is um yeah, the, the final resting place, I guess, of Satan, his his the demons and unrepentant mm-hmm. human beings. It is, it's really almost exclusively mm-hmm. mentioned in the book of Revelation. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's that that final place that um, people that have tri- that, are, that are in hell in this age will will uh, end up in for eternity. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question: What is this? Uh, judgment seat of Christ and what is the great there we go there's some good questions um nice yeah there you go get that credit Abigail (laughs) I'm like trying to find them all but I'm like what do other friends of mine that's a great question um so and that really digs into some um really the core theology of Christians on judgment and hell but you know as Christians we believe uh in the bible we see that there are two judgments um, you know, so ever um, at the end of the age, there's going to be two judgments. The first one is the great white throne uh, judgment, which is talked about. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus talks about it a ton in the Gospels. It's in Revelation chapter 20 um, a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's the judgment that every single person who's ever lived is going to is going to be at, um, you know, and that's that's the judgment that determines. Were you a follower of Jesus? Were you saved by the sacrifice Jesus made in the cross? Or did you reject him mm-hmm. in life? And that's that's the one, you know, where it says that they're going to look at the Lamb's book of life and they're going to see, was your name written in the book? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the mm-hmm. judgment of, uh, <clears throat> of salvation. But there's actually mm-hmm. a, a second judgment that believers experience, which is called the, the Bama Seat judgment that you reference. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, mm-hmm. verses 10 through 15. I'm going to read it real quick just to give context. But it says, uh, by the grace that God has given me, this is Paul talking. He says, I laid a foundation as a wise builder. So someone else um, in someone else is building on it, but he should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than what's already laid, which is Christ Jesus. And he says this in verse 12, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, right? So he talks about all good things. Then he goes on, he says, Mm -hmm. wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light it will be revealed with fire and fire will test the quality of each person's work if uh what has been built survives the builder will receive a reward 
if it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss and yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through flames. So this is a second judgment that the Bible talks about. And this is the judgment that every believer will uh, have. And then what will happen is that we'll stand before Jesus and we'll be judged by Jesus for our works, for our lives. Again, we're not saved by our works, but our works do matter. Our works do count as something. And, and, and we're going to be rewarded uh, based on how we live our lives. You know, this is what Paul is saying. We're going to receive rewards from God based on the faithfulness that we had to what he called us to. Not necessarily based on how famous we were, how successful we were in the world's eyes, even how much impact it seemed like we had in ministry, but um, we're going to be judged based on how faithful we were to Jesus. And this this judgment, this famous judgment is so important because it's the great equalizer of all Christians. Because the thing is, you know, you could have, say, a, a guy with a massive ministry, a giant ministry, like, television shows and thousands thousands of people and Mm -hmm. and um uh again millions of instagram followers and whatever and he's preaching about jesus and then in the the other side you could have a a guy who um you know is like doing a facebook live once a day and has two two people on and they're they're criticizing him and has no apparent fruit in his ministry you can have those two men and they can stand before God and God could look at the the preacher, the celebrity pastor, and he could say, hey, you did all of this. You built this massive ministry, this massive thing, but you did it for yourself. You didn't do it for me. And, and it would be burned up in fire. Essentially, it's like the Lord would expose the motivations of his heart and prove saying, hey, you didn't do this for me. And he wouldn't receive reward from that. And then let's go to this other guy. The Lord could speak to that guy and say, hey, you did exactly what I called you to. You were obedient to exactly what I called you to. And then he would say to that one, well done, good and faithful servant. So for us, again, we can't judge how spiritual, how successful somebody is just by how big of a ministry they have, by how apparently successful they are. But we need to live our lives in obedience to Jesus, knowing that our actions and our and even the motivations that we have for those actions are going to be tested by God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree on that one. I was just kind of like thinking about how um, in Luke with uh, Lazarus yeah. and the rich man. Yeah. Uh huh. And he's like, "What?" And he's like in hell, and he's calling out to Lazarus, like, "Please come back!" And and then he and they warns everybody, "Okay, now he like really realizes, oh crap, I'm in hell. Like this was the worst decision of my life." Please go tell all my brothers yeah. who are still alive. Yeah, and the stories like that really are, um, mm-hmm. yeah, convicting and, convicting. and sobering. <laughs> and that's that's kind of maybe a final thought uh-huh. I would say mm-hmm. for just everyone listening is you know hell is not um, something that's just to be um, you know Lord used by Christians to lord over people saying well you're going to hell if you're doing this like mm-hmm. that attitude I think just expresses an immense lack of care. For people you know when it just becomes ammunition for your argument but i think as christians it's like first off we need to test ourselves you know not in fear not like mm-hmm. i don't think we need to wake up every day and wonder like am i going to hell today like i didn't did i pray not that's not what i'm talking about um but really just evaluate our lives mm-hmm. and, and ask ourselves do i have a, do i have faith in jesus is my faith just you know something that i'm doing because of my parents because my friends or do I have a real faith 
in Jesus. Um, and, and I think that's that's the first step. And then the second step is like we need to be compassionate and and, and love people with the reality that that hell is a real place. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm encouraged though, Abby, just even by your podcast today. And I hope that anyone that's, you know, made it 45 minutes into hearing me talk again, you you bring a pastor on here. Sorry if I talk too long, but, um, you crushed it. Yeah. It's just, just even, I would just challenge, you know, if anyone is listening to this today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I would say to you, like, first off, um, again, this isn't, this, this is not to hit you over the head. This isn't to to condemn mm-hmm. you saying this is you're just a sinner you're going to hell but my prayer is that the holy spirit would convict you and turn your heart to jesus because mm-hmm. the, the amazing thing about heaven and hell is that um it's not dependent on our ability or our actions that get us one place or another it's the finished work of jesus and our job is just to say yes to him you know so again my challenge to anyone mm-hmm. listening is that if you do not have a relationship to, to Jesus and you're and you have a fear of hell listening to this podcast I just I would just challenge you just to turn your heart to him to to, to apologize to him to repent say mm-hmm. God I'm sorry for the way I've lived for myself I'm sorry hell I've made myself the the Lord of my life and just just pray and cry out to Jesus and say Jesus I need you and I need your sacrifice that you made on the cross to to make me right in God's eyes so um and even from that point reach out to your local church reach out to a, a youth pastor reach out to a friend that's mm-hmm. a Christian because um this is this is why Jesus came and died on the cross was to to beam humanity mm-hmm. from hell God wanted God mm-hmm. um mm-hmm didn't want people to go to hell so bad that he said, the only way you're going to go to hell is over my dead body. And that's what people do, mm-hmm. you know, as they step over the dead body of Jesus and ignore the sacrifice he made on the cross. But um, we have salvation in him and that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good news. Well, Zach, thank you for hopping on with me today and answering those. Yeah. Crazy thank you, Abby. Um, yeah. Thanks for <laughs> letting me, um, uh, ramble a little mm-hmm. bit as a as a pastor, but um, oh, yeah, no, proud of you, fine. Abby. Proud of this uh, podcast, and yeah, thanks again. Uh-huh. Yeah, no problem. Well, everybody, I hope you had, I hope you learned something, and I hope that you just grow in the Lord and you encounter Him today and every day. Bye, guys. <laughs>